0: Welcome to Your Brain On by Salience Learning. I'm Karen Foster. And I'm Krista Gerhard. So we're recording this the day before Halloween, a big holiday, but under different circumstances this year. Uh, Krista, how excited are your kids?
1: Well, I have to say it feels a bit different, but everybody still has a costume in this house, and they are excited to at least get a few treats here and there tomorrow
0: night. How about your children? Yeah, our town uh, put the kibosh on on trick-or-treating, so I'll just be doing the very informal uh, approach of buying candy at the store and bringing it home. But uh, that'll that'll satisfy any palate for sure. So uh, that's going to have to just be the approach this year.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely different, but I'm sure everybody will still enjoy a good Halloween flick here and there. I know my kids already watched uh, the Charlie Brown Pumpkin oh, movie, so that's nice. a good one.
0: So, so let me ask you this: out of all the candy at Halloween, what what is your favorite?
1: I have to say, hands down, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a classic. I got to admit definitely a, a big fan as well i i tend to go too with the almond joy and the mounds i'm a big coconut with chocolate fan so it seems like we're both a uh uh take two and and the additive result is uh even more enjoyable
1: yeah chocolate and peanut butter
0: always a go to in this house well and it reminds me of the the article that we uh we have coming out on our blog post coming up soon talking about the the best of both worlds, how marketing and L&D can really be uh, just like chocolate and peanut butter and really come together to make something great. So, and, that, and that's really where our story started. It might help the, the audience to know which of us is the chocolate and which is the peanut butter.
1: Well, I will come from the, the marketing end of this. I think you would mm-hmm. clearly say that you're on the learning and development side.
0: Yeah, and and you know, our audience may or may not know that uh, both of us played those roles in a large global multinational pharmaceutical company, where I was your L and D training manager, and uh, we got to work together to create some awesome POA experiences.
1: Indeed, I have to say, when you have a good strategic partner, great things can happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, it really drove, obviously, where we saw value for salience in the marketplace, because unfortunately, as I'm sure a lot of the listeners uh, can relate, uh, that's that's a great engaging POA uh, with uh, overviews of either launch materials for marketing or new marketing materials doesn't always carry that same uh, engaging uh, excitement factor. Would you agree? Yes, I think that there's
1: opportunity for all of us to really Um, step up our game when it comes to creating learning experiences, Mm uh, especially within the life sciences industry. Sometimes we, we fall into a rut because we're working a mile a minute, you know? So, uh, how can we create a a good learning experience that serves the uh, purpose of what we needed to do, um, Mm -hmm. in a short amount of time? I think there's always that challenge.
0: Yeah hmm. Yeah, no. And I, and I always had such high respect for for you and your marketing role, as well as the marketers we've partnered with at Salience already. Just the amount of time and energy and uh, dedication that goes into creating some of those uh, uh, marketing pieces. I mean, it, it's it's a long journey You're, that that those value props or vis aids really become sort of your your best friend, right, over the course of time.
1: hmm. Indeed. I mean, you spend a lot of time Uh, with your head down, working with agency partners, uh, doing market research, uh, working with KOL subject matter experts to better understand, you know, how to create a piece Mm -hmm. that will resonate in the marketplace. So the, the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into the creation Mm -hmm. of a value proposition or a vis aid, Mm -hmm. um, it really adds up at the end of the day. And so it's almost like birthing a baby.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was just thinking that with uh, our, you know, the recent, just think thoughts of our kids with uh, prepping for Halloween, it really does become this, this uh, being that's uh, so close to your heart and something that you're so uh, super passionate about. Um, And I guess one of the things that and and you know, I can share is what we've seen over the course of uh, some of our time at, at Salience with with working with marketers that have really become attached to those pieces is, you know, uh, a lot of the time, and like you said, things are moving very quickly, uh, just becomes a, you know, massive drive to to uh, it, at that POA, when the piece is being presented or launched and talked about, it really just becomes a walkthrough of the actual piece, uh, sharing with learners all that deep dive detail on the number of KOLs that were interviewed and the statistics and the passion. I mean, I've seen some marketers go for hours on, uh, uh, you know, value props that rightfully so are 100, 120 plus slides.
1: Sometimes when there's so much great information, it's hard to prioritize what to keep in and what to keep out.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and you know what comes to mind is uh, an analogy I've used often in conversations. I know you've heard it with, with uh, you know, cross-functional teams, marketing, learning and development, regulatory. When we're sitting down to really scope out. Uh, what a POA workshop or a, a launch workshop could be, or uh, for that matter, any anytime a new piece comes out, a, a, what a learning design could be is the analogy that, you know, that marketing piece that, that you or your, your colleagues have created, it it really is kind of akin to the, the tools, tools and amazing tools and resources that are going to be applied by learners to, to do their job and, and help more patients. And it's, it's sort of, if you think like the learners and and, customer facing teams in pharma are like, uh, per se writers, right. And the marketing team has created these amazing resources, like a dictionary, maybe a thesaurus, maybe EB White's elements of style and the, you know, worked hard to make sure it's, it's designed beautifully. It has a logic flow to it. It's supported by evidence. Um, and those tools, right. are to go to the learner to, in, in this analogy, you know, become better writers, uh, but what we see, unfortunately, is often the the design of the learning experience becomes kind of akin to reading the dictionary, right? So if a marketer or, or someone has this great value prop and it's like the dictionary, um, you know, the way the information is delivered is, is if you just start reading, you know, start at A, Abacus, A, Apple, C, banana, C, carrot. Um, The the learner is sitting in the audience being sort of, you know, the tool is being explained to them as opposed to sort of the tool and how it should be used to be effective. I don't know if you would agree with that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think sometimes there is so much invested in a tool that you want to control everything Mm -hmm. uh, around that tool. What's the message that goes out? How does it... um, you know, get presented. You've sure. invested so much time. So now you're at the point where you need to communicate all that's up in your head or all the research mm-hmm. that's been done is on the paper in a way that's very specific to how you feel like, you know, the customers may resonate with it or the 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 individuals who are going to be using that tool uh, will also resonate with it. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it's, it's a, it's like an overprotective parent.
0: Well, and, and, and totally fair. I mean, I think some of the, the, the passion that that marketers have, and but this is really where we talk about you know peanut butter and and chocolate coming together, where L and D and marketing can really be uh, strategic partners, right? Because unfortunately, while that passion is 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 rightful and justified, the the attention span, right, and the the strength of attention, I guess one should say, of an audience, right, for more than you know twenty. 25 minutes of, of didactic delivery is, is, is about where things fall off. And then really the return on that investment of communicating not only the research that went behind the tool, but also the value the tool can have in the field is, is unfortunately going to drop off. And that's where L&D can kind of be a, a strategic partner, a different lens to, to bring you know, marketing into this expectation that, look, there's really a better way.
1: Yeah, I think, listen, at the end of the day, after you've created a, a, a resource, like a, a visual aid or a, a value proposition, the last thing you want to be responsible for, in all honesty, is the training of it, mm-hmm. uh, in some respects, because you feel like you've completed this, now you're looking for somebody else to take over the reins. Like, mm-hmm. take something off my plate, please. Uh, mm-hmm. So. You know, where I've seen great successes is when you have a marketing team who trusts their learning and development team to do that for them, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's my responsibility as a marketer to be able to communicate what I think is most important about my resource, how I think it should be used. And then I hope that my learning and development uh, counterparts can take that information and really develop what will work from a, a learner standpoint, you know, Mm -hmm. for me, it's Mm -hmm. about, it's about the tool, right? For learning and development, it's gotta be about how that tool is used.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, again, a good, a good partner from, from L&D can come in and say thing, you know, can ask questions around how is this going to be used or how did you and your research identify the best way that this piece could be used. And, and in addition, the L&D partner can turn to the users, right? Their field-facing teams, their um, field trainers or colleagues they still have connections with and ask, hey, you know, how is a, a customer meeting or a customer engagement, especially in the virtual world we live in, with this tool really going to look? What are the questions the customer is asking? What do you want to get better at? And what do you want to know more about? Um, and then it becomes more of a dialogue and really, you know, kind of coming together with these mutual uh, agreement that the expectations of what that that learning experience at POA looks like can can really get elevated.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think that's definitely what our goal is to elevate. Uh, whenever whenever we work with our clients, our, our projects, teams, etc., we really want to ensure that it's not just about the content. It it integrates the barriers to using that content well and ultimately focusing on the learner. I think that is some of the challenges we face most often is is blending both content and learner. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Brain On. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Krista Gerhardt. And I'm Karen Foster. And we'll see you next time.